Hello, everyone, and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 3, Episode 10 of BoJack Horseman, It's You. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Doing really well. Not fetishizing my own sadness, even a little bit. (laughs) Okay, and could you grab me that blanket? I'm cold. (laughs) Yes, happily. Man, I spend like half my life in a blanket. I say half my life. I spent like three quarters of my life in a blanket. I am constantly in a blanket burrito if I can be. Mm-hmm. If there is the option to be in a blanket, I'm in a blanket. Yeah, and good. It makes me happy. I respect that decision from everyone. You're going to find when you get out here, you're going to want to be in a blanket even more. Excellent. Because it'll be like zero degrees and you'll be like, oh, I'm so cold because it's a damp cold. I was just going to say, I'm going to be like an old lady that's like, oh, it's a damp chill in my bones. It's literally like it's a damp cold and it's different. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yes, I'm glad that you have lots of blankets prepared for this time. Are you going to be like swaddled in a blanket while you road trip out here? I don't see why not. There is a blanket prepared in the front seat of the car. Yes. (laughs) Do you have a pillow too? Do you bring Mm -hmm. like an airplane pillow or like a normal pillow or both? I have a full-on pillow. Yes, I I would bring an airplane pillow and a regular pillow. Yeah, that seems smart. I think one is packed somewhere in my bag. You got the neck support, you know? Yeah, I'm into that, yeah. I'm into neck support. <laughs> I'm one of those people who does the like very dramatic head nods when I try to sleep in vehicles. You know what I'm talking about? Your head like oh, lurches yeah. forward horribly. Where you're like, oh, I'm falling asleep. No, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I'm on a plane, I'm like, oh, God, my neck. <laughs> it's terrible. That's I haven't been on a plane in over a year. And yet I'm like, oh, God, my neck. Mm-hmm, can relate. It's fine. I think it's just called... Being human. <laughs> 28. I don't know. But it's you. How'd you feel about this episode? It's a real downer ending. Well, what's new? <laughs> we watched that one a long time ago. <laughs> and we're still here. There have been many downer endings since. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I did. I like that you mentioned the blanket thing because that was like one of the highlights of the entire episode for me. We'll get there. But I loved all those like blanket moments. You l- love a blanket. Love a blanket. What do you think of this episode? I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one pushed the plot forward a lot. Yeah, a ton of progress. Um, like it was, it's weird because there was like an extended party scene in the middle where nothing happened, mm-hmm. but yet the plot moved forward a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. We love a plot move. <laughs> we are in the final stretch of season three. Mm-hmm. I already have considerable anxiety about our next episode, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm not ready, but we will have a guest for our next episode. So, oh, good. Yes, yes, you told me that already. So it'll it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that person can help steer us through this time. He, they will. I have faith in them. They understand like emotions and stuff. Oh, good. So. We need that. <laughs> It's going to be literally a dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. How do you feel about Mr. Peanut Butter announcing the Oscar nominees? Because <laughs> I feel like he would never be the, the the chosen one. Yeah. Who did they say was like the second choice? <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> well, it was Jimmy Fallon. And then wasn't there another person after that? Oh, I stopped listening. Oh, they were like, you were our first choice after our actual first choice. Couldn't do it. 
Yeah, because he broke his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love that they bring back the Halloween in January store. <laughs> that place is a menace. Who is paying rent on that storefront? True. Like, mm-hmm. how is it still there? Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe it's just like somehow bringing in advertising dollars or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't <laughs> add up to me. This place is a death trap. It is truly just a death trap, but... Mm-hmm. You think they got those people out of the pit? There are dead bodies in there. Yeah, I agree. Have we heard about Andrew Garfield since? <laughs> Very scary for a Halloween store. They've got real skeletons. Yeah. They've got organic, locally sourced skeletons <laughs> rather than plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's better for advanced. the environment. <laughs> very LA to be like, I need a real skeleton. <laughs> but okay, so Mr. Peanut Butter's 36 minutes late to announce the nominees. Yeah, yeah. And then when he does come out and announce them, he's clearly just like, uh, and like seems very nervous about it. Yeah, he's not doing great. I love how he goes, as I used to say on Hollywood stars and celebrities, do they know things? What do they know? Let's find out. Let's find out. (laughs) Yeah, I love that, as I used to say. Yeah, it's very good, as we constantly say. I mean, I'm constantly saying that, but <laughs> but yeah, so we don't see the full nomination thing because obviously that would take up a whole episode, but we do get the best actor nominees are George Clooners for Nazis Who Played Yahtzee, <laughs> Bread Poot for City of AIDS, Colin Firth for Firth Things Firth, the Colin <laughs> Firth story, and Michael Fassbender for, I want to say, Bill Gates? <laughs> And Bojack Horseman for Secretariat. Yes. Would you watch the Colin Firth story? Absolutely. Would there be footage from the BBC Pride and Prejudice miniseries? I like to think so. Probably, right? Well, they show him in the white shirt pouring the water over himself. (laughs) That's all we require. Just like a 90-minute loop of that. I mean, does it exist? It should. (laughs) Sitting on a gold mine here. I really love Michael Fassbender is clearly... Steve Jobs. <laughs> I want to say Bill Gates. But yeah, it's also the the first thing to cue up with this is that you would anticipate that the Best Actor nominees would be the same people who have been getting nominated for Best Actor at all of the other award shows. Mm-hmm. But no, this one had new nominations. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen these Michael Fassbender. We didn't see him at any of the other ones, did we? No, and I don't believe we saw Colin Firth either. Yeah, true. <laughs> Because it also seems like maybe the Colin Firth one is a documentary. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't real? (laughs) But it would have been funnier if it was like someone else nominated for it then. Like it was like a different actor who played Colin Firth. Good point. (gasps) Like young Colin Firth. Who would play young Colin Firth? I don't know. Oh my god. That's impossible. Never mind. (laughs) Horse girls, let us know who you think would play young Colin (laughs) Firth. Do the work for us on this impossible question. (laughs) And so Anna and Bojack are watching the nominations, and Anna's like, you just got nominated. You're an Oscar nominee. How do you feel? And he feels the same. Yeah. He has like a little bit of a crisis here. He's like, oh my God, why do I keep thinking things will make me happy? They don't. I'm drowning. Oh God. And Anna says, stop fetishizing your own sadness, which I think is something that Bojack needs to hear a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree. It's a good line, too. Like, I think it's very good advice specifically for him, but it's just, like, very concisely articulating how Bojack behaves all the time. Yeah, but then it's also, like, I feel like it could also easily be misused. Yes, uh, yes. I feel like if she, like, applies it appropriately, then it's it's good. But you're, that's a fair yeah. point. 
It's hard because it's like let people feel their feelings, but then Bojack's just like a pool of toxicity. Mm-hmm. So maybe he shouldn't feel his feelings. I don't know. <laughs> we want him to feel his feelings less. <laughs> like feel your feelings, but don't make everything about you. Be less toxic about it. I don't. I don't know. I feel like we could rewrite this, but I don't even know exactly what to say. Like, what do you say to a Bojack type? Yeah, this. <laughs> But Anna uses this opportunity to tell a story. And we don't really know if this is a true story or a fake story. Mm-hmm. But she talks about driving to a frat party. And when she's driving home, she goes off the road, drives into a lake. She's under the water. She can't breathe. She can't see which way is up. She doesn't know what's going on. But she notices that when she opens her mouth, the bubbles go up. And that's how she knows which way to swim to get out of the water. And she says, when you feel yourself lost and underwater and you don't know which way is up, it is important to remember to breathe, which mm-hmm. I think is very good advice for everyone. Yeah, I agree. We can we can quibble with the don't fetishize your own sadness, but this is excellent advice. Just remember to breathe. I love this. And like she tells it in a story. Like I feel like telling the story also just kind of like brings Bojack down a little bit from mm-hmm. his like anxiety attack. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Despite he's the like, fact that it's like a very anxiety inducing story. Yeah, he's like, that's a dark story. Yeah. <laughs> this is where we also get on being like, you're one of the special people. Like you've known it all your life and all your life people told you that you're wrong, that you're normal, that you're nothing special. But now the special people are telling you that you've been right all along and you're special. Yeah, because Bojack initially is like, oh, I don't think I even deserve it. And she's like, nonsense, you're special and you deserve it. And he very quickly comes around and is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he doesn't deserve it because he's <laughs> not in the movie at all. It's Correct. a robot. Like, did he even do voice acting or th- is it just a robot? Yeah, that's a good question. It could just be like, yeah, they just like got him to say every word. <laughs> or just like enough syllables that they could make any word. Yeah, make like a soundboard out of him. Yikes yeah (laughs) that's a good question i wonder if that's the case like he's not in the movie yeah so they must have done at least some of that because like there are some very like treacly scenes that he wouldn't have recorded so yeah Mm. huh maybe there's some plot holes in this (laughs) rb dub this is your opportunity to come on and and make everything (laughs) make sense tell us why we're wrong Ugh. This is where Bojack gets really excited and he's like, I just got nominated for an Oscar. We need to party like it's 1982, which is the year that Prince released 1999. I love that. <laughs> Great line. Man, 1982. Yeah. Neither of us were alive yet, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, I'm God. like, huh? How old are you? <laughs> You weren't alive yet, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm what, like one year younger than you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are you or are you not almost 40? <laughs> yeah. So when's your 40th birthday? <laughs> not soon. <laughs> I mean, sooner than you think. Yeah, based on how everything's going. You're closer to your 40th birthday than you've ever been before. <laughs> You're the oldest you've ever been but also the youngest you will ever be again (laughs) oh no (laughs) can you stop making me want to be dead thank you (laughs) okay so bojack throws a massive party to celebrate being an oscar nominee and what did you think of this party in comparison to like other parties bojack has had before he had the con candy true yeah that's a good point (laughs) this one's like very indulgent what's he got he's got like a what's the fountain 
There's Love a nacho it. cheese fountain. Nacho cheese fountain. I was like, why do I? Why am I remembering cheese? But yes, there's a nacho cheese fountain. He's got the Tesla that shows up. He's got the giant chocolate Oscar. This is a very ridiculous indulgent party. It's being seems to be like hosted by the sexy orcas. Yeah, they are still in the house. Are they in the house because of Cabracadabra? Are they in the house because of they're hired for this party? That we don't know. True, yeah. They might just like, maybe they're offering ride shares to the people who are too drunk to drive. Who knows? Perfect, because you know Bojack's never cared about anyone driving drunk before. Yeah. But I guess <laughs> now he has never. like in-house drivers. Uh-huh. And so he's also getting so much free stuff because he's an Oscar nominee. Mm-hmm. Complimentary Rolex. Yeah, he gets a Rolex. He gets a Tesla. He gets a chocolate Oscar nominee statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like, oh, where do you want the Tesla? Is it okay if they park it in the driveway? He's like, no, I want it in the living room. <laughs> yeah, he's like standing on this yellow Tesla. His shirt is unbuttoned. He's having a great night. Yeah, seems to I be. I think this is the first time that there's been cotton candy present that Bojack didn't eat so much that he throws up. Yeah, not that we see anyway. I think they would have showed that. Yeah, does this look terrible or like a good time? Um, I don't think I would care to be at a party like that. <laughs> like, I would maybe go for like an hour and then be like, bye. Yeah, there's probably a good gift bag you could get. You think Bojack's organized enough that he has gift bags? Well, I don't know. Maybe they like got donated to him with like a bunch of Rolexes in there or something. No way. You got a cheese fountain. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. If there's no gift bag, I'm out. Yeah. There's definitely not a gift bag. I also like how DJ, it was, who was it? David Guetta? David Guetta, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets wheeled in because I guess he like, I don't know why he, they had him on a dolly, but yeah. he was on a dolly. <laughs> at one point, Bojack is just sitting in a wheelchair at the party. Yeah. And I don't know why or where he got a wheelchair. Did we did we get any context on that? Not that I can remember. Yeah, just random. Yeah. I just in my notes it says, "Why is he in a wheelchair?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the sexy orcas are like, "Someone sent a nerd." And it's Diane. <laughs> Diane has arrived at the party. Very not Diane scene. Very much not. Even after uh, she was hanging out with those bros. Well, I mean, you'd have to give her drugs so that she would want to be there. Yes, true. Uh, and she still has her wrist brace on, mm-hmm. her, her cast. Cast, yeah. But Diane heard about the nomination, and she just wants to make sure Bojack's okay. Yeah, she's like, oh, I know these things sometimes make you start spinning about why you're not happy, which is like very astute of Diane. That is exactly what his problem is. She literally says things that he said earlier to Anna. Yeah, and she's like, I know you always freak out about how you're just an empty husk. And he's like, hey, that's a weird way to say congratulations. Well, yeah, because she's just like, hey, I wanted to see if you're okay. And he's like, "Mm, that's a weird way to say congratulations. She's like, well, you know, I know these things happen. You wonder, like, why didn't this make me happy? Will I ever be happy? I'm an empty hut. Like, she just Mm -hmm. goes off. Like, she's dragging him literally to hell. (laughs) Uh, And Bojack responds to this by getting defensive and aggressive. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what happened to you? When I met you, you were cool and you were interesting and you cared about shit. And now you just like do social media for work. Yeah. At one point, he also like accuses her of being there to try to bring him back to Princess Carolyn. Yeah. Which I don't know why she would be the one that Princess Carolyn would send anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not like we've seen a ton of Diana and Bojack together this season. That's a good point. Yeah. And. Like, and he even, like, throws that line in her face, too, of, like, I'm not like you. I don't fetishize my own sadness. 
But yeah, Bojack loves anytime someone says anything that actually means something to him, he uses that as an opportunity to throw it back in someone else's face instantly so that he can feel superior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's very much like when he's like throwing the closer lines at Anna. Yeah, it liter- it's literally exactly like that. Like, mm-hmm. what a brat. Such a brat. <laughs> very annoying. But they also just like Diane gets really upset. I didn't really write down the things that Diane says in this argument too much. Because yeah. I felt like it it really was all laid on the line with Bojack saying, I know that you can tweet for a living from a house in Beverly Hills that your husband bought, or you can feel better than everyone else, but you can't do both. Yeah, brutal. She says, like, maybe caring about shit got old. I'm tired of getting in fights with my husband and having death threats sent to my house. It's exhausting and I can't do it. And I'm sorry if that makes me a bad person. Why was Diane getting death threats again? Uh, when she was going after Hank. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter was like, maybe you should just go to Cordovia. Yes. I was like, I don't remember the death threats, but that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And then Diane goes off about Bojack and how he's going to be alone. And when he finally kills himself, no one will be there for him, which is like, oh, maybe don't. Yeah. Yeah. This is like Diane kind of loses a lot of her moral high ground here. Well, and that's the thing. Like, has Diane ever had the moral high ground? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in this argument, it's like, geez, yeah, Bojack, like, she was just trying to, like, do a nice thing, and you're really being quite nasty to her. Yeah, but is Diane doing a nice thing? Because I personally feel like when you show up and Bojack's having a full party, that's (laughs) not the time to be like, oh, are you okay? How are you holding up? Like... You will know if Bojack's not okay, mm-hmm. and it's not on you to put that on him and show up to his house uninvited yeah. to crash a party and be kind of rude. Yeah, I think, like, certainly the timing is really terrible. I think she could have either just, like, maybe call him right after or, like, the next day or something. Like, after he has this big party, probably there will be a fallout the next day or he, like, feels bad. I think that would have been a more appropriate time. This isn't really the moment, Diane. Yeah, like this is it's an it's another example of Diane thinking she knows best and making decisions for other people. Mm-hmm. And it's really not a good look for her. Yeah, this is rough. Especially when you consider what she says in yeah. this argument. Like she is being horrible to mm-hmm. him. And, like, he's not being nice back, but, like, she basically went there to pick a fight. Well, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily, like, say she specifically went to pick a fight, but it's it's fair of, like, what was she expecting to get out of this? Because he obviously wasn't going to be like, yeah, let's get into all my feelings right now while everyone is here. And, like, I'm very intoxicated. Yeah, I don't, it, 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 it was not, it didn't seem like a good idea to me from yeah. her. Yeah, no, that's fair. I am... Um, on Bojack's side, I guess, on this one, <laughs> which feels wrong to say because he's a demon. But, like, he was just, like, throwing a party and enjoying this, like, really amazing accomplishment that he's had. Yeah, no, like, and I mean, she's saying stuff that, like, he actually does feel, but just, like, the delivery is all wrong. And then, like, this line from her is just, like, really, really unforgivable. Yeah, you can't say that to anyone. Like, yeah. that's not, so- like, even if, like, first of all, Jokes about suicide are really never okay. Mm-hmm. 
Second of all, even if you're in like a place with a group of people where you feel like, oh, this joke, it's going to be taken the right way. It's going to be known as like a straight up joke. You still shouldn't make this joke. Yeah. Or comment. And she's not even joking. Yeah, she's not joking. She's being serious. And it's like, if you actually think that this is a concern for Bojack, you actually should be maybe trying to help him and Mm -hmm. not lashing out at him because she didn't get the response that she wanted from him. So she is then like going nuclear. Yeah. Very bad. Really messed up. Mm -hmm. I do not care for Diane here. Yeah. But Bojack, of course, is like, well, there'll be plenty of people there when I kill myself. And it's like, (laughs) oh, you missed the point here. Took the wrong lesson away from this. Good Lord. It's just, it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. So this is what he goes into the bedroom where Anna is telling some sort of publication that Bojack was sleeping. He didn't even know the nominees were going to be announced today. Mm -hmm. Very authentic. Which is like, I mean, that's exactly what she's always going to do. Like she really is, first and foremost, a publicist. Mm -hmm. And she dropped all her other clients to get Bojack this win. Yeah, and Bojack's like starting to get a little bit nervous based, presumably based on that conversation with Diane. And he's like, so this relationship you and I have, like this isn't just for the campaign, right? Like this is real. And she's like, yeah, just don't worry about it. She blows him off so hard. She does not answer the question. And she is like, stop worrying about the future. Like we got the nominee and now the battle has just begun. Now we need to get you the win. Yeah. And so she leaves. Mm -hmm. Very ominous. So now Bojack is truly spiraling, which, again, I really feel like this is all Diane's fault that he's like thrown into this. Yeah, because I feel like he typically would have gotten through this night probably just like being self-destructive and bad, but not being in this kind of spiral that he's in here. Yeah, he would have made bad choices. Maybe he would have driven drunk. Maybe he would have slept with someone he shouldn't have slept with. But he wouldn't have ended up in an existential crisis. Yeah, agreed. Like, that's certainly that would have come later. But. Like, he would. He was going to have an existential crisis about this eventually. But there was no reason to think that it would be happening tonight. Yeah. She really hastens it along. Yeah. She's like, oh, I know what's coming because I know Bojack. So let me just, like, get involved. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with you, Diane, actually. Yeah. And so Bojack gets into the Tesla, which is in the living room. And so he backs the Tesla up and goes, like, through the windows into the pool. Yeah. And he does see the air bubbles, but he doesn't really follow them. Well, he's also like really fucked up too. Yeah. Like I, it doesn't even like it doesn't even seem like he registers that he's underwater. Yeah, true. So yeah, like the air bubbles are just like floating up, and he just does nothing. But fortunately, Mr. Peanut Butter is there. Yes, you see that little gray t-shirted arm. It it pulls him out. Mr. Peanut Butter does CPR on him and revives him. Mr. Peanut Butter saves Bojack's life today. Mr. Peanut Butter, real hero. A genuine hero. Mm -hmm. And so, and Bojack's like, oh, you saved my life. Like when you read my name this morning, you saved my life. (laughs) Uh, Hey, did you see Erica here? She was looking for you with her good eye. (laughs) Yeah. What happened to Erica? Oh my God. I love this so much. I'm just like someone else mentioning Erica. I was like, oh my God, truly incredible. I know. Erica is always looking for Mr. Peanut Butter is the other thing. Yeah. Like, they're drawn to each other. Very. Yeah, and they're always in the same place. They're invited to all the same parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very bizarre. I I really want to know, like, did she always have only one good eye or did something happen to her? I think we should pitch to RB Dub that we need, like, an Erica prequel show or something. Like a companion where, what, show. Where are we pitching to RB Dub? When he comes on the show. <laughs> He's busy with Tuca and Birdie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This can be his next thing. Oh, my God. They're full of good ideas. 
I, you know what? I think it's funnier that Erica's a mystery. Mm, fair. I do want to know what she looks like, though. Yes. And so this is where Mr. Peanut Butter's like, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And then we get kind of a flashback to a week ago. Mm-hmm. And he sees like a raven sitting on an electrical wire. And he's saying like the same like sad sack bullshit that Captain was saying before. <laughs> yeah, he's like raven on a wire, a gloomy portent. But I love that the raven is like a guy in a suit with a briefcase smoking a yeah, cigarette. He's, like, have a, he's just like ha- stopped for a smoke break and then he flies off. It's incredible. I loved it. But they're in like commercial space, Mr. Peanut Butter and Todd, and they're looking for a commercial space for Cabracadabra because it's so successful. Yeah. And Todd's just like, oh, my God, like the realtor or whatever is like, what better way to look at these omens than through these fabulous floor to ceiling windows? And Todd's like, yeah, they really make regular windows look like shit. He's not wrong. Yeah, true. I do like that the realty agency is called Slothbees. I didn't notice that. Really good pun. 10 out of 10. And I like I like that they didn't like lean into it by making the realtor a sloth. They just like had it as the on the clipboard. A good and just point. had like a, no- a normal woman doing it. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, normally um, they would, I would think. Well, they already had the sloth attorney, right? True. Mm-hmm. And so and they they need this scene to move. They can't have someone slow. <laughs> So the realtor's asking, like, what their business is. And Todd explains Cabra Cadabra as, it started as a safe space for women. It became a safe space for men and women. And now it's a safe-ish place for women and a really safe place for men to look at women while they drive them around. Yes. <laughs> There's something for everyone. It's really messed up what happened here. I feel like just normal Cabra Cadabra would have been so successful. I know. I like your idea of having both. They could. Mm-hmm capitalizing on a safe space for women and also on bad men yeah but the bad men need the 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 drivers to be sexy ladies yeah and so then those ladies aren't in a safe space yeah (laughs) that's why we have the sexy orcas you gotta have the sexy orcas it's important oh should we also just like blow through the princess caroline stuff oh sure yeah i forgot about it i'm sorry yeah i didn't think of it either (laughs) So, Judah and Princess Carolyn are talking about how losing Bojack was a big blow. Judah says it would be hard to sugarcoat it if I was good at sugarcoating things. <laughs> I love Judah so much. He's so good. And he's like, don't worry, you're not screwing up your life, even though it feels that way. Yeah. And Princess Carolyn's like, I really wish cats actually had nine lives so that I could like go do something else and I wouldn't screw things up. And like, I could just be something different in a different life i could have eight more lives Mm -hmm. but she knows at the same time that she would just like do all the same things and this is where diane gets fired Mm -hmm. because they need to cut back and diane goes are you firing me and princess carolyn says in a sense yes in a sense i'm promoting you to the position of finding another job elsewhere yes it's very good they have a nice goodbye like diane's just like oh thanks for taking a chance on me and princess carolyn's like yeah it was an honor yeah diane's like oh i never actually said thank you for this job which like rude diane yeah (laughs) it's very true we also get judah is willing to work unpaid for three months but they would still need a miracle Mm -hmm. and judah brings up like hey i hate to say this but like this could be an opportunity for you to live one of your other eight lives like you could leave and go do something else because she's like i'll just get another offer from a top five agency and i'll just go work there and it'll be like none of this ever happened i just wasted everyone's time yeah, and she's like, oh, eventually they're going to offer to buy me out and then I'm just going to like be a cog in the industry again. And he like doesn't mention that he talked to Jeffrey. Yeah, which is interesting. Why do you think he didn't bring that up? 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I remember him saying, like, I'll bring it up when the time is right. And apparently he doesn't think the time is right. I mean, I do also think he has impeccable judgment. So, like, Mm -hmm. it must not be the time. Yeah. Princess Carolyn says, it's been a pleasure working with you, Judah. And he says, I have found it to be an above average experience. Sorry (laughs) for getting emotional. Oh, (laughs) Judah. (laughs) Oh, Judah. And then the episode for Princess Carolyn ends with her calling Ralph, who in my head is Stuart because of Stuart Little. She calls Ralph and he tells her a fake story about eloping to Russia with a, ba- a ballerina. But uh, no, he actually thinks about her all the time. He'd love to go on a date and they make a date for Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's like such <laughs> such a long story. Like, oh, no, I'm totally messing with you. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Yeah. But- that was short. Yeah, that, that was all for Princess Carolyn. Yeah, so. I was like, I don't have any more notes about this. I was like, we should probably just get that out of the way because it feels weird to end the episode on that yes, since it's not part of the episode. Yeah. Okay, so Mr. Peanut Butter's on the phone with Captain and wants Captain to get another opinion, but there aren't any other veterinarians on the Labrador Pen- Peninsula. Like, he could just ask the same doctor again. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, because Captain's like, yeah, I'm going to need surgery. And Mr. is like, oh, God. And he's very much freaking out about it and he's like nothing's gonna make me feel better not even an amazing career opportunity and that is when he gets a call mm-hmm. from Shep von Trapp yeah a German shepherd who is German <laughs> love it <laughs> and he he wants to give him the spot to announce Oscar nominees because Jimmy Fallon broke his face and he broke his face getting hit by a bus outside of Halloween in January because he wanted to take a selfie before he went in <laughs> so he was gonna break his face regardless yes amazing callback really well done the voice actor for him is kevin bigley who is the same guy who does like quentin tarantulino right and all of that so we've already talked about where we know him from and the fact is we don't (laughs) yeah that sounds right except actually i did watch scream queens so i maybe i know him from that yeah i did not it's a Ryan Murphy show and it's just like a horror TV show and it's it's a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs> I don't even know what more to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if I would recommend people to watch it or not. Probably don't watch it. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. <laughs> and Mr. Peanut Butter's like, I got an opportunity to announce the Oscar nominees and Captain is very excited about it. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, they want you to host the Oscars. Yeah. Very into it. He's like, nominations. Yeah. There's a good moment, too, from Shep where he's like, yeah, well, let me know if you can do it. Like, if you can't, we'll probably just, like, post it online or something. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Not a big deal at all. But, like, it would be nice. Yeah. Which is like, well, then why are you so worried? Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, Captain's like, you got to do it. Because what did Nana always say? (laughs) Well opportunities are like sneezes from god but when god sneezes you can't say god bless you to god so you have to take the opportunity also i'm cold can you get me that blanket yes love it and they say it in delightful terrible unison so good it's like oh that's something nana said a lot yes clearly yeah great advice from nana (laughs) yeah so mr peanut butter's like okay i'll take the job but like i'm gonna have my phone with me all the time so i can know what happens with your surgery So there's a scene of them getting the nomination envelope out of like a deep like cavern, like monks (laughs) and stuff. It was weird. Yes. Yes. Very well protected. But it's time for Mr. Peanut Butter to announce the nominees. So Shep brings in the envelope and this is when he gets the call from Captain. Yeah. I love that Shep calls him Hair Peanut Butter. (laughs) Well, what else would he call him? It's a great point. (laughs) 
the phone goes like gets slipped out of his hands and then goes on like a wild adventure his phone is very resilient it doesn't appear to even like crack its screen yeah i know it's in perfect shape it goes through everything the most notable thing i noticed during this montage uh, was that the ninja turtles were like working on the pipes (laughs) in the sewer yeah that was great (laughs) i also Um, really liked that it like ultimately when it bounces back into his hand it bounces off the secretariat blimp it's just like perfectly blending in with the sky yeah a secretariat blimp is is pretty great because it's like why are you advertising with a blimp why didn't you change the poster (laughs) yeah someone should have corrected this why is it still just a mirror (laughs) no wonder that all of this happened yes for your consideration posters were not good did not work but he finds out captain surgery was successful his plane has been removed he's gonna be okay yes thankfully thank goodness Mm -hmm. but now is where mr peanut butter realizes he lost the envelope with all the nominees somewhere along the line it's like where's the backup envelope (laughs) well there is no backup envelope that was a test and you you passed (laughs) And so now he and Todd need to make up all of the nominees themselves. Yeah, they do one hell of a job. <laughs> Todd's like, but I haven't seen all the movies. And Mr. Peanut Butter says, oh, nobody has. That's not how they give awards. Yeah. <laughs> I do like when they like chase away Shep. They're like, they distract him by being like, look, is that Bradley Cooper? And he goes, Bradley Cooper? We love him for some reason. <laughs> Fair. Uh, very funny. How do you feel about Bradley Cooper? Yeah, fine. I feel like uh, it's Bradley Cooper. Yeah, he's fine. Why do we like him? <laughs> yeah, I'm realizing I have like no strong opinions about him. Just like, yep. Huh. Bradley Cooper. You don't seem to have a strong take either. Yeah. yeah. Good job uh, on that joke. Because <laughs> why do we do we care about him? <laughs> Good job on that joke. To the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> Whatever. Let me live. I love it. <laughs> and you know what? It's fine. So they get a whiteboard out. And they are doing all of the nominees. And one notable thing I noticed is under Best Actor, they just wrote Black People and then crossed it out. Oh, my God. Very topical joke, too, especially in 2016. Yes, very good. I loved this whole montage of them trying to pick the movies. Very funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. And it culminates with Mr. Peanut Butter suggesting they nominate BoJack for Best Actor and because he's uh, their friend. And Todd's like, is he? I'm surprised to hear you say that, Todd Chavez. Let's dig into that. You have to dig into it. <laughs> and so Todd is tired of Bojack walking all over everybody and still getting what he wants. Yeah. I mean, fair. Bojack, fair. And then Mr. Peanut Butter says that it's important to remember that Bojack is a damaged individual who's fighting a lot of demons. Some of them are of his own creation, but still getting this nomination from his two close friends would mean a lot. Mm-hmm. As many of the demons are self-created, but still all too real. Very insightful. I mean, but all, like Mr. Peanut Butter is just like too nice. Yeah, I, I love how he like when he's talking to Todd. He does this a little like he tenses his fingers and it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's really listening. He probably learned that from therapy. Probably true. And then he gives another good piece of Nana advice here too, because Todd's like, oh, I don't think we have time to talk about our feelings. Like, there's always time to talk about our feelings because feelings are the ceilings of our hearts, and a leaky feeling ceiling leads to a flood of blood. And I'm cold. Will you pass me that blanket? I'm cold. Will you pass me that blanket? <laughs> so then it comes back to present. And well, no, first we see Mr. Peanutbutter does all the nominations is like, OK, I uh, no questions and leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it comes back to present day. And he's like, well, the good news is my brother's surgery was a success. But the bad news is you aren't 
nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, and Todd was like very reluctant to agree to the nomination, but he does. And like, and then both of them are like, yeah, I didn't actually see the movie. And Mr. Peanut Butter's like, yeah, it seemed long. <laughs> it does seem long. It does, yeah. But yeah, so Bojack not actually nominated. He like goes he, into a bit of a vortex. He freaks out and Mr. Peanut Butter tries to make him feel better, but none of what he says actually is good. Yeah, no, especially like, when he says like, and Todd didn't really want to nominate you. So none of this is his fault. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, well, none of this matters. Yeah. Like, well, it kind of matters. Yeah. So, um, not great. It's, not like it's an great. honor just to be nominated. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. We also get an interstitial of Diane at a diner with her friend Roxy. And Roxy, like, gives Diane the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she's like, why do you care about Bojack? Why do you always go back to him? Last year, you could have stayed with me or any of your real friends, but you went to him. Like, what's your situation? Mm-hmm. It's like, she ever ask yourself why you did that? And she just, like, gets all pissed and starts ranting about water. Yeah, Diane is mad about the water glasses getting filled because they are in a drought. And in California, it is illegal to fill the water glasses without the person asking for water because you have to save water this mm-hmm. is where she drops her glass on the floor yeah <laughs> yeah and like bojack has clearly gotten to her by saying like you used to care about stuff and now you don't care about anything and you're a bad person and she's like i'll show you i care so much about water yeah and roxy's like at diane Di- Di- nobody cares about anything but themselves mm-hmm. i like how the the restaurant patron is like shut up we're thirsty yeah <laughs> We want our water. And then Diane ends by being like, so how you doing? You still work at that place? And like drinks Roxy's water. <laughs> yeah, she spilled a whole glass of water and now she's drinking Roxy's. Mm-hmm. So Diane, not in a great spot. Not so good. But I like Roxy just giving her the business. Yes, me too. She told her what was what. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, so we flash to Bojack is calling Anna. And not getting his calls answered. I really like her voicemail, though. <laughs> You've reached Anna Spanakopita. How did you get this number? Explain yourself. So good. If someone had that as their voicemail, I would be like, oh, never mind. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Explain yourself. But he leaves like his fourth voicemail. She's not answering. Yeah. He's like, I need you. So. No. Mm-mm. She is not there for him. No. Now Todd comes home and Bojack is like, oh, perfect, a person. Like, where have you been? How's it going? Like, uh, oh, you've been in Ojai? Let's go on a trip there. Like, I, you're my best friend and I need you. He's like, don't leave me like everybody else did. Ugh. Yeah. It's like Not a terrible good. moment where he's like really trying to be like, you owe me, Todd. I've done so much for you in the last couple of years. Well, and Todd didn't nominate him for an Oscar. Yeah. So, which doesn't matter anyways, because whether Todd wanted you to have it or not, you're not nominated. Yeah, it doesn't and matter. That is, Todd's not on the committee, so it does not matter. That's a great point. Like, even if Todd had said it, you still would not be nominated. And this is where Todd's like, yeah, but like, you didn't let me have my business here because you wanted to. You did it because you felt guilty about Emily. And Bojack's like, you know about Emily. Yeah, and Todd's like, oh, I think I know. Like, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. But like, what do you think I know? And Bojack's like, well, you know, I slept with Emily. And he is like, what? Yeah, he is appalled. And he's like, oh, my God, I didn't know that or expected to be that. I just thought you had one of your weird monologues and bummed her out. Which, like, fair. But also, (laughs) mm, Bojack sleeps with everyone. Yeah. And then Todd kind of snaps. Now Todd gives Bojack the business. Yeah, finally. He says, you can't keep doing shitty things and then feel bad about yourself like that makes it okay. You have to be better. Mm -hmm. Bojack, you are all of the things that are wrong with you. It's not the drugs or the alcohol or any of the things that happen to you. It's you. Fuck, man. What else is there to say? 
and the episode ends. Oh, so, so brutal. Like Todd getting the, the F-bomb of the episode. Todd did what he needed to do. It's beautiful. It's like such a long time coming and everything he says is correct. And it's like such a brutal, brutal thing for him to hear. But like, it's also very true. Nothing he said is a lie. Nope. But Bojack needs therapy more than anyone. Literally. And everyone needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Bojack needs it most of all. Ugh. So yeah, downer ending. I'm not feeling great. <laughs> yeah, it's very rough, but like, uh, it's it's also very powerful coming from Todd. Well, yeah, because you never expect Todd to be the one. No. Like, he's so chill. He goes with the flow. He has such a nice face. Such a nice face. Ugh. And so it's like extra devastating that like he managed to bring Todd to this place. Yeah, like, Bojack is so shitty that he made Todd feel like this. Yeah. I don't think that's easy to do. He takes a lot of shit. It's You took in Todd when he was literally homeless, and mm-hmm. Todd really does owe Bojack a lot. And even he is at the point of, like, listen, buddy, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Long time coming. Someone needed to say it. Yeah. And this is the thing where, like... When Todd is upset with Bojack and tells him something, he's just literally honest. He tells Bojack the truth, why Bojack should feel bad. Whereas when Diane gets in a fight with him, she makes it like so personal mm-hmm. and gets defensive. And so I like seeing the difference between the two of them in this episode. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Todd's just like so genuine and like we're just so used to Diane having these like very personal and very like... Like, like her arguments all seem to kind of have an agenda where she's getting like so defensive and she like is trying to push herself as being the one that's right. Whereas Todd mm-hmm. is being like, like, here's just like the straight facts of what is going on here. And here's why you suck. Both interactions come as a result of like someone having their feelings hurt mm-hmm. by Bojack. But Diane lashes out and Todd is just like, no, you're going to listen right now to facts. Mm-hmm. These are the facts and these are why you suck. Yeah. He did what he had to do. So we don't see the fallout, but like, I can't feel good. I don't think Bojack's going to feel great about this afterwards. No. And that's on his own self. He really screwed up. As per usual. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's such a downer ending. Yeah. Do you have any other big thoughts on this before we get into our feedback section? I No, I don't. Do you? No, I feel like we covered it all, but we do have some good comments. All right, so we got a message from Morgan. It's a bit of a spoiler, so we'll come back to it when it is relevant. But we also got a couple of emails. This one's from Noah. So the confrontation between Diana Bojack at the party made me t- made my friend text me, why are Bojack and Diane friends? So what do we think about that? I don't know. Like, truly, I kind of have the same question. Yeah, it's a good point. Like, they've had so many fraught interactions in the last like two years or whatever and the only reason they got connected is because she was writing his book and like to me it's not like you can be like oh we have like so many years of history and it would be hard to throw that friendship away it's like no you were like hired on as like the person doing a job for him and you could probably close that chapter (laughs) like i don't think you guys have to continue to be friends yeah like they met under professional circumstances it's not like bojack's actually friends with mr peanut butter yeah. He had it because he had him at Diane for literally years, even though they were in the same circles. So, like, why? Like, just cut it off. Yeah, I think so. Cut it off. Re Bojack claiming I don't fetishize my own sadness. Bojack's sadness is his most treasured possession. It's good. Yeah. He's all about his own sadness. Yeah. 
Diane's friend Roxy asks why Diane is so fixated on Bojack and why she went straight to him after coming from Cordovia. She doesn't get an answer, but I think the reason is Bojack and Diane's relationship is an irresistible mix of uplifting and toxic. They both constantly push each other to be better, to fulfill what the other person sees as the ideal version of themselves, but they manage to be incredibly hurtful and insensitive while doing so. At the same time, they're both keenly aware of how damaged they are, and so they feel safe up to a point in showing that weakness to each other. I don't know if they are keenly aware of how damaged they are. Yeah, I don't know. They both like say things a lot about being damaged, but I feel like they don't fully grasp how that impacts other people. They're just like, oh, I'm like sad and broken, but they don't totally get it. I don't think they both fully just have main character syndrome. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Yeah. And the show's not called Diane Nguyen. So, (laughs) yeah, I think I do think it's good, though, where it's like there's something appealing about like thinking someone sees something really amazing in you. So there's something there, but like to the point that I think we both made in like the argument that they have at the beginning where they just like, they can't have a conversation where they don't just like throw mean things at each other and say hurtful things. Yeah. They're both toxic as hell. They have so much in common. And like when you meet someone and everything clicks like that, like that's a very intoxicating feeling, right? Because you just think, oh, this person will always relate to me. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a situation like that, like it's going to go either really well or really poorly. And it's obviously going really poorly here because they're both toxic as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's like, I think that's a, I like the word Noah used here where he's like, it's an irresistible combination. Like, yeah, I can see that. Like that they would just like keep coming back to it and like can't quite find their way out. And I think that's a part of why they haven't been able to just like cut this off, even though it should be very easy to just lift this out. Well, and I also just don't think that either of them realize that they need to. Yeah, I think that's also very true. Last question from Noah. Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter choosing the Oscar noms has a very revealing exchange. Todd tells Mr. Peanut Butter, I'm tired of Bojack walking all over everybody and still getting everything he wants. Mr. Peanut Butter replies, Bojack is a damaged individual struggling against a sea of demons, many of them self-created, but still all too real. This to me is a pretty concise description of the two basic views of Bojack among the fan base. Also, isn't Mr. Peanut Butter such a great friend? <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter's a really good friend. Such a great friend. Yeah. He says it so genuinely, too, where he's like, yeah, he's really messed up and it's got a lot to do with what's going on inside his head. Super understanding guy. The other thing we never mentioned, though, is that Mr. Peanut Butter got all the other categories dead on on who, what the actual nominations were. <laughs> he's like, you know, Avatar came out in 2009. Who knew? Wild. Shawnee sent a message and said... This was a follow-up to their previous message. You got so excited getting love from Germany. I feel bad informing you that I have moved back to Israel. So no more love from Germany, but now you get love from Israel, which is even further. So that's more valuable. (laughs) We'll take love from Israel too. Yeah, fair. And then last question is from Rosh, R-O-C-H. Rosh? 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 I'm going with Rosh. Please correct us if we're wrong. Yes, please. He was writing it about fish out of water, so... This is from a few weeks ago. Oh, well, so we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, bitches? That's a strong start. Okay. I was a little bit behind, but I just watched your Fish Out of Water episode this week. Johnny Two Cellos is a YouTuber who makes videos and video essays about TV shows, but I particularly know him for his very well-made and detailed BoJack videos. He has a very well-made and thorough video explaining Fish Out of Water. I know your biggest issue is that it doesn't tie in too much with the rest of the show, and this video does a good job explaining all the connections to the main storyline. And then sends a link. There's a link to the video, but if you choose not to watch because you don't trust my links or if you don't feel like it, no pressure. P.S. I really wish I would have rickrolled you guys with the link, but the video is too good to waste on this prank. And you guys are famously anti-prank, so thank you. <laughs> I thank you for sending it's not that i don't trust your link i'm just i'm just never gonna watch that (laughs) i might watch it because of who i am as a person i'm I'm never gonna watch it i'm really like if i'm watching youtube 
It's because I'm watching Sophia Nygaard mix everything that. that oh my god! How much do we love together. Sophia Nygaard? Oh, so a much. lot. Oh my god! I cried like a baby in her wedding. Me video. too. Oh my god! Uh, I only discovered her like probably around this time last year, I guess. So I had a lot oh my to catch god. up on. Yeah. Lindsay. No, and then so I had like just discovered this woman and knew about her for like a couple weeks, and then watched her wedding video and was so invested. <laughs> yeah, I love them so much yep. I love them so yep, yep, much yep. and maybe I'm just like a dork or like a hopeless romantic or something but like they are goals as hell mm-hmm. and I love them she looks so beautiful oh my god she's so stunning <sighs> yes oh my god Sophia Nygaard is a main character yes <laughs> period yeah so that's all I have for feedback for this episode we also got a tweet uh, from Shawnee just saying that finding this podcast was of course the best thing ever oh so nice so what a dream such a dream so yeah that's it that's it that's all for season three episode 10 it's you it's you i think it's good we are waiting until i have finished my move to do the next one and i think we need that time to emotionally prepare yeah for next we week's need episode. we need time to prepare for next week's episode but in the meantime People can also find us all all sorts of other places. Lindsay, of course, has the Simpsons Then and Now podcast talking about an old and new episode of The Simpsons each week. I am talking about Riverdale every week on Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K. And uh, you can follow me everywhere on social media at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. But we'll be back next week with a very special guest to talk about season three, episode 11. That's too much man mm-hmm. i'm not ready i may never be ready but we have a job to do yeah i feel like if people watch ahead maybe we should issue a slight content warning right now maybe treat this one carefully be careful yeah be, be very careful yeah so we will be back next week and when we record the next episode Lindsay will be in the same time zone as me Woo. woohoo <laughs> okay well we'll see you next week bye <laughs>